Today, we connect with Reading Fire Chief Jared Van Landingham to get an update on the Reading summer fire season and find out how it compares to last year. Chief Van Landingham will provide some best practices on how to harden your home against wildfire and how to prepare in case you need to evacuate. Also, as an important reminder, if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Code Red to be notified if there's an evacuation in your area. Visit coderedweb.com to sign up today. My name is Jared Van Landingham. I'm the fire chief for the Reading Fire Department. And thank you for being here with us today, Jared. I wanted to ask about how our local fire season is going here in Reading. We hear on the news a lot about the fire season in general being worse than normal. How how are our fires tracking this year compared to previous years? Well, here in the city, our numbers are up probably up about 100 fires specifically than last year. So I checked about a week ago and we had already been over 350 fires in the city limits. And that's up about 100 fires from this time last year. So if the trend stays this summer, you know, we're on track to have more fire ignitions within the city limits than we ever have historically here in Reading. And so we're very busy. We're finding out that about 170 or so of the fires that we've had this year are vegetation fires. All the others are vehicle fires, structure fires, building fires, that type of stuff. Of the 170 vegetation fires, over 55% of those are one way or another contributed to our transient population, unfortunately. And so your community leaders are trying to explore ideas and work with property owners and and uh, continue our fuel mitigation efforts throughout the city and try to create more affordable housing so that we can house those people that, that need homes. And so, but it is becoming quite a community epidemic in terms of safety from my point of view, from the fire chief's office. Two weeks ago, for about four days straight, and this, I was pretty mind-boggled being a new chief to this area, but about four days straight there, we had multiple, each of those days, multiple two-alarm fires where we had absolutely no fire resources left in the city to handle any other emergencies. So it becomes very problematic uh, when we get that busy. And to top that off, we have quite a few firefighters that are deployed outside of the city helping our regional partners, CAL FIRE, the U.S. Forest Service, um, fighting these big fires around the North State. And so we have enough firefighters here to protect the city. I don't let too many go out at any one given time so that we make sure we have good coverage here in the city. But uh, there are times when we, we are just stretched so thin that we can't even run medical calls anymore because we're all tied up on big alarm fires. And Chief, of those 170 vegetation fires, how many would you say are attributed to the extremely dry conditions we're experiencing this summer, maybe even more so than past summers? That Are those instances that may have occurred regardless that wouldn't have necessarily started those vegetation fires in, in past years due to maybe things not being quite as dry or is that the norm? Yeah, every fire season here in Redding is hot and dry. And so I think You know, our our weather has been a little hotter sooner. And so, you know, we haven't seen this type of fire behavior this early in the season in the past. So this is somewhat unique. And so, yes, to answer your question, the heat, the dryness, low humidity, it definitely contributes to the fires that we have. The fires may have still started, 
but the fire behavior because of the topography and the humidity and the heat creates the fire to be more extreme and move faster and become more dangerous. And I know recently the stations themselves have, have had three-person crews upgraded and fully staffed, if you will. And maybe you could touch on that a little bit. And also how has that positively impacted the, the speed at which and the efficiency at which these fires can be put out? Yes. So we have been thrilled that we were able to put three firefighters on all of our apparatus. First part of June is when we started doing that. And so that really has created a safer environment for our firefighters and for our community. It does help with our response times to get out the door a little bit quicker. And we're not having to use as many engines on one fire as we did when we had two people on an engine per se. But here we are in fire season and we're just so doggone busy right now. <laughs> but the firefighters having three on an engine is is critical. And I'm so pleased that we were able to do that now. Uh, the community is is much safer for that. And of the fires that have started this year, are you seeing them bigger and kind of worse fires? Like there are there are numerically more of them but are they actually bigger and more dangerous than they were last year as well? Yeah, as I mentioned there, Katie, it, you know, the high heat and the low humidity uh, really contribute to the fire behavior. And so um, because of that, yes, fires are moving faster and they're getting bigger. And so we have to jump on them and hit them hard as soon as we can to try to keep them manageable and, and get them out. Um, we've had over 13 probably 13 or 14 fires alone up around Lake and Market, Masonic area. And so that's really a hot spot, if you will, for a lot of our fires. You know, there's a lot of businesses and, and residences up in those areas, and we have to protect those properties uh, by putting those fires out quickly. What advice can you give to the community members who, who live in those areas, who have seen some vegetation fires or just community members in general? What advice can you give for them for this for this summer? Yeah, I would say, number one, get on the code red and know when to evacuate. So if the fire starts in your area, you need to be paying attention to evacuation orders and have a go kit or a ready kit, if you will, of some extra clothes and supplies so that you can grab it and go when you need to. That's number one. Number two, know where to evacuate and how to evacuate. You know, during the car fire, the evacuation, it seemed like a lot of people waited till the last minute and then the roads were jammed. So look for your escape routes in your neighborhood and provide some level of knowledge and training for you and your family. Beyond that, we all have a responsibility to protect our homes and protect our properties. And so we have responsibility to make sure we have a, a good clearance of flashy fuels around your home. So Craig Whitner will tell you a lot about defensible space and knowing how to trim up your bushes and keep combustibles away from being next to your home or under your eaves and things like that. So continue with keeping your home fire safe. And, and then beyond that, Public safety education is is just really important for us. So anytime we can, we have an opportunity to get a message out to our community, we'll we'll do that. But um, our message is pretty much a broken record, as Craig will tell you. It's it's over and over. Clear your home, create some defensible space, know your escape routes, where to go, leave early, 
pay attention, get on social media or the Code Red notification system so that you know when you need to leave your house. If someone is to see smoke in the distance or see a fire, who should they call? Should they call 911 or is there a different phone line that they should be calling to report fires? Well, certainly if you see smoke or fire in the vicinity that you're at, we, we, we would love for you to call 911 in case it has not been reported yet. But for those those fires that are outside the city where somebody sees a smoke column, you know, most of those are already being captured. So we have camera systems, CAL FIRE, U.S. Forest Service, even the city of Reading, we have camera systems that are looking out and we're capturing all of those uh, those incidents. And if it has not been reported, we're ca- capturing it on the camera and they are being reported. So no need to call 911 if you see uh, a, a column of smoke out in the forest because most likely it's already been reported. What we don't want to do is overwhelm the the dispatch centers with calls that they already have, right? So if we're already trying to send resources out, but you need to know the difference between that and, you know, fire or smoke in your vicinity. What kind of preventative measures such as brush clearing and other things of that nature have been done by the department this year? You know, our apprentices in the off season this last year, we cleared somewhere around 200 acres of overgrowth, you know, in our fuel mitigation program. So we did a lot of work, but there's so much more work to do, as you know. And so as people, you know, see areas that uh, need to be addressed, certainly they can go to the fire department website, fill out a form, and we will send someone out there to do that. And, And we stay pretty busy doing that. Please stay safe this summer, and if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Code Red to receive those notifications. We'll link the website in the show notes. 